Hey, hello, everyone. Welcome to NFL Week 16. It's the December 20 edition of Father, Son, and Holy Sport NFL Show. I'm G-Man. That there's too money. And we're here to break down the NFL with you. Get you ready. Can you believe it? For Week 16. And Team Monday, it all starts Thursday night. We got the Saints at the Rams. Two teams vying for playoff contention. And they're both seven and seven. Five, seven, and seven teams in the NFC team money. And two of them play right here on Thursday night. Uh, so what do you think, man? New Orleans Rams, seven and seven teams. Who do you like? I like the Rams in this one. They're on a roll right now. So we'll see how it goes. Whoa, yeah, okay, okay. Uh that sounds good. Saints, uh, we'll see if they can hang with the guys behind me here in their division. Uh, I say the guy behind me, but he's got his teammates with him. How about my man Baker, baby? Bake's going to take it home, man. They're ranked. They're ahead of the Saints in the 717s because of the playoff tiebreakers. The Saints are behind on all the tiebreakers. All the seven and seven teams. So they're really in trouble. They need a lot of help because all the tiebreakers they lose on. Hey, yeah. let's keep going here, man. We got a Saturday doubleheader after that Thursday game. And we got 10 games on Sunday, Christmas Eve. And then it fi finishes up with a triple header on Christmas, man. Could we like anything else here as football fans? And one of those big games, team money, involves. Well, one of the big games last week involves Buffalo and Dallas, two front runners, two top tier teams. Well, it didn't turn out to be a game at all, team money. The Cowboys got trounced yeah. in Buffalo, 31 to 10. Did Dallas get exposed up there at Buffalo? Oh, wow. I mean, I think so, right? I, I, this feels like a big turning point game for them. You know, the Dak Prescott threw for 134 yards, and everyone thought he was going to be the league MVP. They rushed for a total of 89, and James Cook himself had 180 for the Bills. Uh, pretty impressive yeah. showing that Josh Allen doesn't need to be the workhorse of that team. He only threw for 94 yards uh, and rushed for yeah. 24, so he really wasn't that impactful of a player. James Cook and that run offense that they had just put it on the Dallas Cowboys defense. And I feel like that's what really exposed them was you can run on this team if you want to. We know they have a good secondary, and we know they have a good pass rush. But do they have a good rush defense? And they really got exposed here. They clearly were not ready. They they looked unprepared on the road in a big game. And so, yeah, I think they got exposed a little bit. Sure, they might be great at home, first teams that aren't above 500. But when you go on the road, like you will have to in the playoffs, in a tough environment versus a team that's competitive, are you ready? And I'm not sure these Cowboys look ready right now. Yeah, I agree with you there. I agree with your comments, too. And, you know, they ranked 20th in the NFL in rushing yards allowed, to support your point there. And this became a glaring issue, as we saw. Uh, you know, they have not won a game this season that they failed to score first. So coming from behind, or when the other team can run the ball and just run it out, they're not good in that situation. And here's another stat, Team Money. All four of their losses are 10 and 4. They've lost to teams ranked in the top eight in the NFL in rushing yards game. 49ers, Bills, Eagles, and Cardinals, believe it or not, are all in the top eight in the NFL in rushing yards gained. And all four of them beat the Cowboys. 
Yeah, it's it's a weird statistic because they're known for having a great uh, a great defense, and maybe that correlates with their you know when you get up by a score or two, you're forcing people to pass more often than run, and so that leads to their defense, which is better you know at the pass rush and defensive back wise than that rush defense. I'm nervous for the Cowboys here. I think this next game, you go to Miami, who's another good team, high flying offense. You're on the road. Go prove to people that you can win on the road here. They're not doing well when they're away from AT&T Stadium versus teams above 500, like I mentioned. So go to Miami, get back on track here right before the playoffs. You can still win this division because Seattle ended up beating the Eagles on Monday night. Uh, So the door is still open. The one seed's probably out, but... Getting that home field in the first round and the second round would be a big advantage for this team. So make sure you go out and win the rest of your games here, win this division. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to be daunting, though, to your point. Also in that top eight in the NFL and rushing are the Dolphins. Dolphins rank fourth in the NFL in rushing yards. Plus, it's on the road for Dallas. Miami's favorite in this game. Hey, how about the Bills, then? They're up on Saturday, first game of the doubleheader this week after dismantling the Cowboys. What do you think, Team Monday? Can they win the AFC championship? Oh, man, this is what's so crazy about this team is they 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 show games like that last night. Um, they're good since they switched from Ken Dorsey as offensive coordinator. Let's say that. Joe Brady, if everyone remembers, he's the guy that was offensive coordinator for Joe Burrow's senior season at LSU when they had that high-powered offense. He went to Carolina, was a bust, and now he's with the Bills calling plays, and he looks like a genius here. They're 3-1 and one under Joe Brady at offensive coordinator. The biggest thing with this team is if they can be balanced, if it's not so Josh Allen reliant, right? They're, they lost to the Philadelphia in overtime. That's their one loss where they should have won that game. So they've really turned things around. My concern with the Bills is can Josh Allen limit his mistakes and can they play good football for four to five weeks in a row? This team needs to win out to most likely make the playoffs, right? They're the eighth, uh, they're the eighth seed or the ninth seed right now. I apologize. So they have to move up two seeds. So they need not only need teams to fall to them, but they need to win out. They have games against, luckily, the Chargers in New England back to back. But then it's at Miami to finish the season, which may be the division clincher or they are out of the playoffs altogether. So my biggest thing is they are going to have to put together not only these last four games with the Ben Good football, the next three games are they need to play winning football. And then the next four games to win the AFC, then you need to play winning football. This team just hasn't shown the ability to play consistently good football, limiting turnovers over long stretches. They can do it over three or four games, and then they lose to the Patriots. They can do it over three or four games, and then they'll lose to the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. That's the problem with this team, consistency. And so I don't know if they can, but if they get to the championship, they definitely have a shot. I just don't see them consistently playing that well over such a long stretch of football. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with your point, sir. I think they've got an easy shot here at getting to the playoffs, and then they can take it from there because they could get that home field advantage if they win the division. Yeah. And, you know, the next two games, Chargers and Patriots, let's assume they win those 10 and 6. 
And they have that last game against the Dolphins. Dolphins could come into that game 10 and 6 because they play the Cowboys, as we mentioned, and they play the Ravens. So they go into this Bills game 10 and 6, just like the Bills. Bills win that game. They got the home field. Yeah. In the playoffs. Yeah. That's they what's so that crazy. They could lose that game and be out of the playoffs. They could win that game and win the division and have a home field game. Could be a huge swing at the end of the year there. But here's the thing. Do we trust the Bills to blow out New England and the Chargers? I, I can some reason see them losing a game, you know, like letting one out because they are just a roller coaster of a team. So I definitely think they can. But again, they've won, what, three straight now or need and then they need to win another three straight and then they need to win three straight to get the AFC championship. And it's like, are we going to see them win nine games in a row in high stakes football? I just don't see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, going to come up uh, 1 o'clock on Saturday. They're double-digit favorites against the Chargers at the Chargers. We'll see if they can back that up and get a big win. Hey, staying in the AFC East, the other two teams in that AFC East, Steve Money, have already been eliminated from the playoffs. The Patriots and the Jets. It's been very disappointing for the Jets. What do you think? Do they fire Robert Sala or give him another chance? Oh, man, this is a weird one. I think they're so beholden to Aaron Rodgers and that whole fan base and coaching staff and all their uh, people that are in management are so beholden to um, are so beholden to Aaron Rodgers that they're going to most likely just run it back. This team's, you know, right now, five and nine, they have the seventh overall pick. So um, you know, they might be, they might be, uh, drafting pretty high. Do they go get a quarterback? That's another discussion for another day. But I think if Aaron Rodgers wasn't there and they weren't, you know, they lose their starting quarterback at the beginning of the season, I think they would fire him. And I think they would move on. You know, he, he clearly doesn't have control of this team. And it looks like they've lost the locker room. Nathaniel Hackett's a horrible offensive coordinator. But it all doesn't matter because they lost Aaron Rodgers and he's still there. And he's they're so beholden. They gave up so much for this guy that they're just going to run it back. And so if they come back again and miss the playoffs next year with with Aaron Rodgers, I think he'll get fired. But I think he's got the get out of jail free card right now, even though he was already on the hot seat that Aaron Rodgers is, you know, unfortunately out for the season. So I think he's back. I think they should fire him. Uh, I think they should draft a quarterback high, even if they have Rodgers, you know, think about the future, but I don't think they do either of those things because they're scared of Aaron Rodgers. Right. They did bet the house on this whole Aaron Rodgers thing and it didn't work out. And it's not just Robert Sala's fault for that. Uh, and I think it was a good landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. You and I talked about that early last year that we thought this would be a good landing spot for Rodgers. And I do think he fits in in this organization, in this city here. Uh, but is he really going to be, be able to deliver the results on the field? Uh, so we're going to see. We're going to have to wait till next year to see that. But these guys bet everything on him, and now they're paying the price. They still got that great defense. They just needed a plug-in in the offense, and they thought they had it, and it did not happen. Really disappointing. Uh, next up, Sunday at 1, Team Money against the Commanders, who were also eliminated. We'll see who has the desire to win a game when the Commanders play the Jets on Christmas Eve. Hey, thanks to our show sponsor, Blue Tees Golf. Go to bluetsgolf.com. Find 
affordable, high-quality golf products that can help you pick up your golf game. Enter coupon code FSHS. Get a 10% discount on your full order. All right. You can also find a referral link in our bio. Hey, Team Money, we talked about the AFC East. Let's head down to the AFC West and talk about another disappointing AFC team, and that's the Chargers. Who's the best coach for the Chargers, Team Money, to get this thing turned around? I hate to do this to myself, but I think it's Jim Harbaugh. All right? Whoa! I, I don't want this to happen. I hope he stays at my own, um, my, my Michigan team. I almost said my alma mater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you did. <laughs> but uh, I hope he stays at Michigan. I love him there. I think he's just so good for not only Michigan, but college football altogether. But I'm concerned with pending suspensions potentially and just, you know, the – the hanging a, a cloud of the NCAA over him that if he wins a national title kind of goes out, tip the cap, you know, thank you. I got Michigan to the top of the mountain. Now he wants to go back and win an NFL championship. He'd be great for this team. Not only is he an offensive guy first, right? So he can help Justin Herbert in some development. He can help maybe Kellen Moore if they keep him or get the offense right. Because even though Justin Herbert's talented, that offense just doesn't seem right. And so he can help get this offense right. But at the same time, Jim Harbaugh kind of feels like a defensive coach. Hard knows. He knows how important defense is. And this team is so talented on defense that I think with – Jim Harbaugh's defensive blue collar mentality on top of his offensive IQ. He's turned teams around like the San Francisco 49ers before when they were in the middle of a horrible stretch as one of the worst teams in the NFL. He turned them into a Super Bowl contender. I think he'd be a perfect coach for this. I don't think he ends up leaving Michigan. I just have a feeling they get something done long-term. So my next one I want to throw in the hat is Bill Belichick for a lot of the same reasons. Right ah. up into the sunset, uh, Bill, you know, you get yourself a solidified QB that he's looking for, and then he can handle the defense himself. Okay, okay. I, yeah, I'm, 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 okay, I'm okay with those two. I'm okay with those two. I think I got a better one for you, though, okay. T-Money. And that's the OC for the Texans, Bobby Slowick. I like this position for Slowick. He's been an OC only for one year, but that's why I like this. Look at what the Texans have done with their offense under his leadership in one year. They were a losing team. He helped them to become a playoff contender. He showed he can handle an elite quarterback and CJ Stroud and make them a winner. And the Texans offense overall was 31st and 32nd in points and yards per possession. They've taken those both to the 11th uh, ranking in the NFL. So he spent all of his coaching career under Kyle Shanahan. He gets this one step. He's very successful. Why not Bobby Slowick from the Texans? Interesting name. I'm sure he's going to be a hot name in the next few years. I'd be a little concerned. He's only been an OC once or for one year. Yeah. So you're taking a guy that was not even an OC two years ago and making him a head coach. That's two very big leaps. I do like the fact that he's clearly been able to develop CJ Stroud. Like not only can he play call, but taking a guy and taking a young he's guy and molding him. So I, I do like that a lot. Uh, you know, he sounds very similar to me, like Ben Johnson, Detroit's offensive coordinator too. Yeah. 
I think there's a lot of uh, guys. I like him there. a little better than um, Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson got a seasoned quarterback. I like him a better, a little better than Ben Johnson. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I just like a guy who's done it just a little bit longer. He's uh, done it. Yeah. So that's right. But I, hey, well, I, I like the idea. I think he's a hot name these next few years. I would be shocked if he wasn't a, a head coach within the next three years. Yeah. Well, this is a long-term fix. It's not just, you know, one position. They have to get a new GM. And of course that new GM has to have a hand in picking the coach. Otherwise you're never going to have the chemistry. Yeah. So, you know, they got to get the GM, get the GM to hire this new coach, make it move fast. They have a salary cap issue team money. I know you love salary caps. Yeah. They're $42 million over the salary cap. So they can't, they have to shed some of their higher paid players they cannot just go out and buy people to make this roster better. So it's going to take some work here to get this done. Yeah. They, they, hey. they're, they're salary crap hell right now. So that'll be interesting too. Well, next Saturday, they're up at 1 PM. They got uh, their double digit dogs hosting the bills. We'll see if that team without their coach, sometimes teams perform. We'll see what happens. Hey, let's talk. Let's talk NFL MVP race. What do you think about Brock Purdy? Kind of emerged here as Dak fell off with the loss. Uh, should Purdy win the MVP? No. No. Oh, now, you're, now, first it was Tyreek, and now it's him. Okay. Look, I think Tyreek Tyreek's out of it. He's not going to set a NFL record here. Here's the, you know the biggest thing is listen to his own guys. Kyle Shanahan asked. Who's the MVP of this team? And he says, I can't choose between Purdy and McCaffrey. And then George Kittle says, Christian McCaffrey should be the league MVP. You can't not be the MVP of your own team and then be the MVP of the league. All right. (laughs) Guys on his own team are saying this guy's the MVP. And you can't be not only the second best guy. I don't know if he's a top five guy on his own offense. Trent Williams, George Kittle, IU, Debo, these guys are studs. They're all pros. And you can't <laughs> be the second best player on your offense, even if you are second best. You, you, you just can't be. Tyreek Hill is clearly the best player on the Dolphins. That's why Tua is out in the discussion. All right? Christian McCaffrey is clearly the engine that makes this team go. And that's why... Purdy should be disqualified from this. Now, oh my gosh, stop. Oh my you, gosh. You can't win league MVP <laughs> if you're not your team's MVP. That's my argument, right? You can't. Yeah, well, I'm not saying he's not the team MVP. I think he is the team MVP. All right. Now, I'm going to tell you who should be, and that's Lamar Jackson right now. All right. He's playing great, tied for the number one record in the AFC or in the NFL. Purdy and him get to play on the same field, so it'll be an interesting one to see who can do it. Both good defenses. Right now, everyone wants to talk about, oh, that no one's record setting. No one's doing this and that. Lamar Jackson right now is on pace for a uh, 3,700-yard passing season and a 900-yard rushing season, which has never been done in the NFL before. So you want to talk about breaking records. This guy's on pace to do that. So – I like Lamar Jackson. He's clearly 
the engine that makes his team run. He loses his best offensive weapon in Mark Andrews and still has his team rolling. He's lost multiple running backs with J.K. Dobbins, now Keaton Mitchell. His running backs have been in and out of the lineup, and he's still got this team at 11 wins and tied for the best in the NFL. This guy is the league MVP, clearly more than Purdy. That's who it should be. Okay, well, good analysis there, T-Money. You did your homework, man. I like that. Hey, these two will get a chance to face off, as you said. Uh, Purdy and Lamar Jackson, go at it. Christmas Day, 8.15 p.m., Ravens at the 49ers. We'll see who emerges there. Let's shift gears here, T-Money. Let's move on to making some cash for y'all. It's time for Big Bets. All right. Uh, let's shift gears here. And we're going to give you our lock pick of the week, which we always do. We're going to give you our dog lock, which is our best underdog play and someone who might win the game outright. Keep in mind, Father Son Sports is 69% against the spread this year. That includes accuracy against the spread and player prop bets. Who out there, CBS, Fox, ESPN, who's hitting 69% against the spread? Come no. on, y'all. Father Son Sports, baby. Hey, let's go to the lock pick of the week. T-Money, who you got? All right. I got the Rams over the Saints this week. All right. I like the Rams. They're hot right now. They're they're right now the seven seed in uh in the NFC standings. They although lost to the Ravens in overtime, before that were on a three-game win streak. So they've won four out of their last five and holding their own versus one of the best teams in the NFL. The Saints are not that, on the other hand. They are falling and dwindling uh, slowly before our eyes. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They're not even leading their own division. They Their offense looks out of whack right now. They haven't been able, you know, they're bringing in Jason Hill in between, you know, when they get in the red zone. Uh, Dennis Allen is a coach I've never trusted. Give me the Rams minus four versus Saints. I think they blow them out here. They're at home. Uh, they're in playoff contention. Sean McVay is going to put it to them. Hey, I like that too. That's one of my picks. I got a bonus pick for All you, right. though, too, team money. But because I know you like this team, and I like the Rams, I'm gonna. I want to go on record. It's also going Rams here. It's one of our okay. lock picks. So we're going together here, team money. Listen to Sean McVay in December is unstoppable, man. He yeah. finishes the regular season strong, seventeen four and one against the spread, and his last twenty two games played in December. What about the Saints? Well, since 2021, New Orleans is only 6-14 and 1 after a win against the spread. So I'm with you. Give a, give us both the Rams to cover here. Thursday night football. All right, I'm going to give you a bonus pick because you picked the same one. And I'm going to go to Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. Philadelphia hosting the Giants. The Giants lost by 18 last week to the Saints. And do you know how many times, Team Money, they have now lost by 15 or more points this season? Seven times. Phillies favored by 12 and a half. This line started at 11. Now it's at 12 and a half. Better grab it, man. They've been dominant against the Giants, the Eagles have. They've won by 24 or more in three of the last four games against the Giants. You think it's a rivalry, but the Eagles have been blowing them out lately. Give me Philly to roll over the Giants. Favored by 12 and a half on Christmas Monday for another second bonus lock pick of the week. 
All right. All right. I like it, G-Man. My okay. dog lock of the week here is going to be the Browns minus two or, or um, plus two and a half. I'm sorry. Versus the Texans. All right. I know C.J. Stroud, I think, was just ruled out this week. So the line may have moved since the last time I saw it. Um, Oh, Maybe I got this wrong. Now the Browns are favored. They were not favored originally. um, But now they are since C.J. Stroud is out. So I guess this really isn't a dog lock pick of the week now that C.J. was ruled out. Um, The one I'm going to go with instead of that, which I had written down, but moved on from was the Jags minus one versus the Bucks. All right. Okay. okay. I, I like the Jags to bounce back here. And I, I like the Bucks are playing well, and I give them credit. But Trevor Lawrence and those guys, they've been in every game. This guy just is fumbling left and right. He's been banged up. You know, I just think that they need to get this win to get uh, rolling here to keep the, them alive in the division as well. You know, you don't want to look up the Colts are leading the division or something weird. So I like the Jags here as uh, and you're getting a point. You can win this game outright. I do think the Jags need to bounce back here and they win a game and uh, still in their home state of Florida. Going against my boy back here, going against I know. my boy. Okay, okay, T-Money, let's go to G's dog lock. I'm going to Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Atlanta hosting Indy. Indy coming into town here. Basically, this is a pick game, but there's the two teams going in opposite directions. I think it's pretty clear who's going to win this game. The Falcons are turning back to Tyler Heineke at quarterback this week after embarrassing loss 9-7 to against the Panthers, of all people. Indy has a shot at winning the doggone division if the Jags keep losing. Yeah. Give me the Colts, and I'll take the one and a half on Christmas Eve for my dog lock pick of the week. I like it. I like it. Colts are hot right now. Now let's go to everyone's favorite betting segment, and that's G-Man's player prop of the week. What do you got for us, G-Man? Hey, let's go. Let's go. 12 and 2 the last four weeks. We had one out of two last week. Still 12 and two for the last four. That's pretty good. Got three players here for you. Four props. First player we like is that Kansas City game. Rashi Rice, 65 receiving yards is the prop. He's beaten 64, four straight games. And they're going to put up points, I believe, against the Raiders. Give me Rashi Rice over on the receiving yards. I like McCaffrey. You talked a lot about him. Over 79 rush yards. He's beaten 78. Six games in a row. That sounds like a great trend, bro. And I think they're going to work him against the Ravens. And last one I like, last player I like is James Cook, Buffalo, in that Chargers game. I think they're going to be successful running. I like two things on James Cook. I like his rushing attempts over 14. He's beat that three of the last four. They're going to give him the ball to run. Or the total receiving yards over 23. He's been over 29 receiving yards four straight games. Don't go with the rushing yards. You leave that up to me. I do all the research. I'm telling you, go with the receiving yards over 29, baby, with James Cook. Hey, there you go. Four-player props for you, man. All right. I like it, G-Man. I like it. Hey, all right, T-Money. Thanks. Okay, all all y'all. Now let's go to the NFL fantasy managers and talk to you about your team. Are you guys in the playoffs? Let's talk some fantasy, baby. I hope you made the playoffs. You're moving along and getting your lineup ready here for week 16. We're going to help you. Remember, we record on Wednesday, so a lot can change by Sunday. Also, make sure you check the weather reports. I hear there's weather in Chicago 
for that game. So check out things like that. Chicago hosts in Arizona on Christmas Eve. It's supposed to be uh, bad weather. Anyway, let's look at this. We got three games for you, hot and cold, take or mistake, and the DFS daily fantasy lineups. Let's start off G-Men's hot picks of the week. Starting at quarterback this week. I'm going with the guy behind me here, Baker Mayfield at home versus the Jags. He completed 22-28 for 381 and four touchdowns. A perfect game for Baker Mayfield. Finished with 29 fantasy points and a perfect passer rating. This week, D-Money, reason I really like him, 6000 bucks on DraftKings. 6000 bucks, And he's, he'll score 20-plus again. For 6000 you got to go here. Give me Baker Mayfield as my upside quarterback hot pick of the week. All right, all right. He's hot right now. Mayfield's hot. My old QB of the week is Jordan Love. All right, he's projected ah. 16.7 versus Carolina, and I know everyone's like, Carolina, what the hell? We're actually number yeah. one in fantasy football versus quarterbacks. He's, Ooh. I know he's the QB7 right now on the year, but he's not at over 18 the last two weeks, so he's on a downward trend, and Carolina hasn't allowed a quarterback over 17 points in their last eight weeks playing a quarterback so this defense is really good versus qbs so watch out for jordan love my cold qb of the week yeah that's a tough matchup for him good call there hey at running back this week for the hot pick i'm going james cook i talk a lot about him at the chargers cook lit it up last week team money talk a little bit about him both running and receiving he hasn't gone for under 100 total yards in a game since week nine total yards he's only 6500 on DraftKings, so he's a lot less money than the other running backs. Great value. He could be a top 10 back again this week. James Cook, upside running back, hot pick of the week. All right, all right. My cold running back of the week is Alexander Madison here. Uh, projected 10.3 versus Detroit. They are the number one defense in fantasy versus running backs. And it looks like Ty Chandler, who's coming off a massive game, is the new workhorse there in uh, in Minnesota. He's coming off an injury and hasn't been over nine points in the last four games that he's played. So he's not getting the volume there already when he was healthy and he was the workhorse over Ty Chandler. I think things are swinging, and I think you're going up against a tough matchup in Detroit along with Chandler taking points away from him. Alexander Madison, my cold running back of the week. Yeah, yeah, good call, good call. They could be splitting carries, and that's a tough matchup. They've got to win that thing, man. They lose that game, they're in trouble. Hey, let's go to my hot wide receiver this week. I'm going with Rashi Rice from the Chiefs at home versus Vegas. Rice hauled in nine targets. He caught nine of nine. Nine targets, 91 yards, got a touchdown. They Score 27 points. I think they're going to put up points here against Vegas. It's his second game in a row, over 18 fantasy points. He should do it again here. Uh, over the last four weeks, Rice is averaging eight receptions for 83 yards with three touchdowns in that span. He's only 6,600 bucks on DraftKings. So get him into your lineup, upside, wide receiver, hot pick of the week, Rashi Rice. All right. 
My cold wide receiver of the week. He has been this before. It is Calvin Ridley once again. Projected oh. 15.8 versus Tampa Bay. We are done trusting this man. All right. He yeah. has been hot. He has been cold. And in the playoffs, we want consistency. Uh, he has not been over 10 points in three straight weeks. I know he misses a lot of touchdown catches. I know he has missing points left and right. But, uh, you know, and they're playing the 29th ranked defense in Tampa Bay versus wide receivers. Yeah. I, I, but we're done trusting him. Lawrence is banged up. And ETN is the engine that makes that team go. 13.8 points is too much uh, for me to even expect from him from now on. He is too yeah. boomer bust for us as playoff positioning. So he is my cold wide receiver of the week. Yeah, just crazy up and down, man. That's a tough, tough guy. Everybody was going for him this year in their fantasy drafts, thinking he was going to break out, and he's had some of those games. Yeah. Oh, man, the last three games, single digits. That's tough to take. Hey, let's go to our next game, take or mistake. All right, I pick a player that had a big week last week. T-Money tells me whether we should take the bait this week or would that be a mistake, T-Money? I'm going to give you a little different curveball here this time, T-Money. I'm going to start off with two players, CEH from Kansas City and Zimmer White from the Raiders. T-Money, last week, Zimmer White started for the injured Josh Jacobs. He ran for 70 yards in his touchdown, got 18 fantasy points. He now faces Kansas City this week. Last week, CEH started for Pacheco, and he racked up 20 fantasy points and did it with 40 yards on the ground, 50 through the air, and a touchdown. He faces Vegas. T-Money, if you're a fantasy manager in a bind this week and assuming both running backs start again, you have to start one of these guys, Zamir White or CEH. Which one is the take and which one is the mistake? Uh, I, that would be Zamir White if you're going to – if I'm choosing between the two because Dude, both route. Yeah. It looks like Pacheco is going to play, but if he doesn't, I would still go Zamir White because McKinnon okay. is part of that backfield. And uh-huh. uh, Raiders have the most rushing attempts in the NFL, so they're going to feed whoever that guy is where CEH might have to split. That's a pass-first offense. And, you know, uh-huh. he's been uh, a little more inconsistent. I liked Zamir White going into the week last week, and I still like – him uh this week over a lot of guys if joff jacobs is out okay yeah he looked great he looked great hey nice job team money i like your pick there let's go to dfs daily fantasy sports hey you guys that are fantasy managers if your team's out you can play dfs it's a lot of fun same kind of idea here's my lineup for the week at quarterback we got baker mayfield on the six thousand dollars here's my big players i got Rashad White from Tampa, stacked up with Baker Mayfield. Short passes, rushing. They're going to put it together. I think the Jags will put up points too, but I think Tampa will. I also like Mostert running against uh, the Dallas defense. Mostert in there as another running back, along with James Cook, as I talked about. At wide receiver, Rasheed Rice, I told you I liked him. We also picked up at, at low cost. Jackson Smith and Jigba catching that big pass, man, for Seattle. And Jamison Williams for Detroit, only 3700 bucks. Tight end, I got Jake Ferguson from Dallas. Should be a lot of points there down at Miami. And the Jets defense. We'll see if the defense can play again down there on the DST. All right. Hey, it looks good. Um, okay. All right. All right, great. Thanks, Team Money. Great job. Hey, that's it for today's show. Don't forget our sponsor, Blue Tees Golf. Go to blueteesgolf.com. Enter FSHS, get 10% discount. Don't 
forget to press that like and subscribe, y'all. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Father Son Sports bringing you the energy on behalf of Team Money. I'm G-Man. See you next week. All right. Merry Christmas.